Hello and happy Friday. Um, we have a, another Fireside Friday chat today. Um, really looking forward to this one, actually. For those of you who watched last Friday's Fireside chat, we had Preeti Bala on. And it was a, in my opinion, at least a phenomenal conversation. We talked about everything from tech, obviously, through to parenting, remote working, um, leadership styles. We spoke about um, her leadership within in Verizon Connect as well. And that led us on a journey to today's interview with um, the head of the, the QA uh, automation engineering and firmware engineering teams in Verizon uh, Connect here. So Rarash Platon is going to join us. So I'll bring Rarash in now. Rarash, we are, there he is, we are live. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank the you for having me. The first thing I'm seeing is you wore the ACDT, ACDC t-shirt. It's, it's the signature t-shirt. You it's cannot it. have an interview without it. Just no. sets expectations from the very beginning. And I'm actually so excited that I'm going to give myself a spin. There we go. <laughs> okay, so you, you win a prize today for the, 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 the most rock and roll entrance to Fireside Friday so far. So congratulations. What's your favorite, what's your favorite ACDC track, though? That's the question. Shoot the Thrill. Oh, very good. Very good. The, the, uh, the, the um, irony here is that someone actually called me out on this T-shirt, not uh, just before joining Verizon. What sort oh, yeah. of a manager? Yeah, what sort of a manager li listens to rock music or wears an, wears an ACDC T-shirt <laughs> at work? The kind that listens to good music. That's the uh, only well, response that I have. Yeah, one, one, one with good taste. That's the only answer. Exactly. Well, Impeccable, I might I add. I do the impeccable taste. Yeah, I do the fun run, uh, the school run sometimes with my 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 kids. I have three kids, two girls and a boy, and mm. the girls are older; they're ten and eight. But um, on the playlist in the car every morning, there's at least one ACDC track there. Now they favour Thunderstruck, so they're yeah, they're on that that <laughs> that trial. But they're always bopping, always rocking on the way to school. You can't you can't beat waking up in the morning to ACDC. No, nah, not really. No. Nope. No. So there you go. All right, cool. So look, you and I are talking today because Preeti Bala um, is uh, the person who recommended we reach out to you and, and have a conversation. So Preeti is obviously on your team, right? Yes. Yes, she is. Yeah. She now, joined I, us I, in November and she, she pulled yeah. up a, a, a hell of a PR for me personally it, w it was very endearing and also very humbling at the same time yeah and between us i'm, I'm not saying anything and i'm not endorsing any unethical practices but surefire way of getting attention for your manager yeah yeah well she she's just a phenomenal human being she gave out to me last week actually and, and a, a colleague of hers in india gave out to me for making the boast that she's ireland's top female canvas uh qa automation expert in the country so i can I've, I've been royally informed that i can remove the the term female because she's just ireland's top canvas qa automation engineer now i know that i know that you might <laughs> be careful be careful that statement will rattle at least william and sean were from my team as well there I you don't go. want to start. I don't know. I don't want to start the cold war in my team. We start the war. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Look, that, that, look, that brings me to that segues nicely into, into yeah. um, 
something that you're very well very very well known for within within Verizon and Verizon Connect which is you build pretty bloody amazing teams within the business and and I know William and, and Sean Dor and those guys are amazing pretty amazing the rest of the crew are amazing like they're they're top world class engineers that you yeah. that you've got on board yeah yeah absolutely so the the thing that I will say is that we managed to get such a wealth of experience and it, and it's a very tricky find uh, especially on the QA side not not discounting any other teams uh, but on the QA side, you have to know a bit about telecom. You have to know a bit about uh, embedded systems, uh, yeah. a lot of uh, of electrical engineering, basic, just basic QA practices, and everything in between. So, in the uh, the QA team and in the firmware team that that I manage, there's about 170 years of experience cumulatively in terms of just pure engineering. So I dare say that uh, everyone was handpicked from that point of view. And yeah, I, 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 honestly, it's the best engineering team that I have had. And you know me well enough just to know that I don't BS everyone into a false sense of, of pride or security or anything of the sort. Um, it, it, has been, it has been a long road. It's been already two years since we started working together, like the core group, and now we got pretty. Uh, and very recently we managed to incorporate the firmware team, uh, who have been in, in their sense in the business for the past two years, since the yeah. very beginning, it was a very smooth transition just because we worked together anyway. Uh, yeah. and we, we had a very good collaboration anyway. So yeah, that's, that's where we are right now. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's an impressive team, sizable team as well. Um, one of the challenges I have, you're probably going to cringe when I tell you this now, but when I'm when I'm hiring recruiters, when I'm building TA teams to to deliver for somebody like you, mm -hmm. in particular on the QA side of things, yeah. um, one of the challenges I have is finding. Well, it's hard to find good recruiters. It's hard to find it's hard to find great recruiters. Um, and one of the challenges I have when I'm hiring is to find people who understand the differences between a QA engineer, an automation engineer in pretty much most other companies versus the type of engineer that you hire. You know, it's that, that that's a real challenge for people who aren't technical to grasp and sometimes for applicants too. Not to discount. So, so there's a, a bit of a distinction to make here. On the mm -hmm. firmware side, just because what we do is essentially a computer in a box, it is not your typical firmware development role. It is very far from it. If you yeah. add on top the automotive component, which is rare, especially yeah. in Ireland, yeah. it creates just layers on top of layers on top of layers of complexity, and it makes your job more difficult. And we, you and I worked together for the past year and a half, two years. And you know how exigent I can be when it when it comes to to hiring people, uh, and that that's that's for two reasons. Number one, and very important, we are looking for diversity of skills. You touched upon this with Pretty, uh, mm -hmm. and we had this conversation before. I I honestly do not think in terms of race, religion, or anything of yeah. the sort. It has a lot to do where with where I come from originally, from Romania. It yeah. also has to do a lot with my upbringing and traveling the world 
extensively, I would say. Yeah. And from that point of view, what I'm looking for is diversity of skills. So if you look very closely in the firmware and the QA team, everyone has a sub niche of skills that yeah. someone else does not, right? Um, just to take in, uh, for, for example, uh, Jimmy and James, the more senior members of the firmware team, yeah. also extremely, um, well, extremely synergistic from that point of view. They cover each other very, very well. And it's also a temperament match from that point of view. Uh, if you look at uh, in, the, uh, in the QA team aspect, we have Antonio who we just onboarded at one point uh, a year and some change ago. Yeah. And, and he he had the most remarkable response when I uh, when I asked him, "Hey, do you want to move to our team?" And he had the most remarkable response that I have ever heard. Hey, if we're going to town and there's five seats at the table and I don't get invited for a drink, I'm going to be upset. But with <laughs> one, <laughs> but when it's a a team, a hardware uh, engineering team for QA, and I don't get invited, I cannot take any offense in that. And I asked him, I'm not going to ask you twice. If you want to join us, we, we can onboard you. And it took a lot of work, a, yeah. a lot of work, uh, a lot of work and a lot of dedication on his part, a lot of individual study. But he branched out on his own and said, hey, you know what? This opened up my appetite for data science. Yes. yes. Just, just a very, very simple uh, niche and how we are looking for diversity of skill. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we have the two bug factories that, you know, are, are the bane of the existence of any, any development team. <laughs> they oh, just really? start and never I've, stop. <laughs> I've never I've never heard that said about QA uh, experts before. <laughs> bug factory? <laughs> Only the very good ones. Only the good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Only yeah. the good ones. And, and Antonio is from a very different background, if I remember. Antonio is, is yeah. from a completely different background. Yeah. He he started, he is from Spain. He moved to Ireland about 15 years ago. He started in localization, has been with Verizon Connect Sensors. It was Fleetmatics. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I remember that when I joined, he was a very sociable person and he introduced a whole lot of people in, in the company and he has this authoritarian royal look about him hey go out for a beer with him he's the new hardware manager just go on you two come together yeah. <laughs> build yeah. something uh and he was an amazing uh an amazing help for a lot of the team that moved uh running a census i would say that a third of the team is not from ireland uh okay. pretty yeah. yes pretty uh, has been in Ireland for three years now. Three, yeah. I've joined the company in October 2019. Shandor just followed very shortly after that. Um, about William and Curtis, I will say that they they're half Irish because they were both born in the UK. So I'm, I'm just going to. You born in the UK? I didn't realize that. I didn't know yes. that. Ah, yeah. uh, very yep. good. I, uh, I first got wind of this when I heard uh, Curtis's context switch accent and it was immensely British. And I was, what 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 happened? Where's Curtis? <laughs> oh, he, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, he flipped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That usually happens when people come home from Christmas. You've reminded me of something funny. My brother, um, he works over in Bank of America across the road from us in, in Leopardstown Business Park. 
but and he'll kill me if he ever hears this but he went traveling he did the typical irish thing they they go traveling they go to australia they end up on bondi beach in a house full of irish gaa jerseys you know oh. they do nothing australian whatsoever right but he he went traveling for i don't know year and a half two years or something like that and when he came home he had a scottish accent so he, <laughs> <laughs> honest honest to god so he left he left went to australia and came back with a scottish scottish accent so uh but it's funny it it, 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 it flips on a dime irish australian scottish now you know but usually Perfect. when people come come home for christmas that's where you hear the the accent switching back the man of many faces and talents the man of many faces and talents now another thing I'm, yes. observa I'm observing rather a very empty couch behind you and i make that statement because on one of the last calls or one of the calls we had in recent times i think your couch was stacked high full of laboratory equipment if i remember correctly you should have seen my spare bedroom <laughs> <laughs> so that that brings me to a question for you uh, i did want to touch on the laboratories because i know you're you're you've pretty much built from scratch a, a lab in, in within connect right yes i did it all on my own all on your own Thank yeah. You. <laughs> yeah um yeah. it's Pat a <laughs> it's a more uh, it's a bit more double pat on the back it's a more complex story than that so the unknown virus of unspecified origin hit us yes. years ago, as you might well know. And our team is based on a lot of equipment. You have your power supplies. Um, sometimes we get prototypes that we need to figure out a way on how to develop and or how to test on. It, I, I still have a picture that I'm going to frame and put it up in the lab with Shandor's dining room table, which is a two meter by I want to say 80 centimeter length it was stacked high with literally everything, everything oh, yeah. for us. Um, yeah. But that was that was uh, that was damage control at the time. Uh, obviously, having your dining room table filled to the brim is preferable to to not being able to breathe. And uh, me and Shandra, we see eye to eye on this. Big fans of unassisted breathing uh because that was <laughs> that was uh that was the pandemic at the time so yeah. because of the limited access to the office i got uh exceptional access to the office if we got mailing orders there or equipment i had to uh, send it out to the teams and so on and so forth and now we do did have a, a lab there um which was part of the hardware designing team before yeah. we even joined and it was it was not it didn't have the capacity to fit all of us a lot of work went into into that as well but it didn't have capacity for 18 people as opposed to seven mm. uh so so something had to get done uh we had a bit of an internal structure change and that's when it came over and that's where uh really the decision making actually started going into high gear and we put the plan together uh we secured the budget for it we explained what we were trying to do we're explaining what we're trying to uh scale to what we're trying to build towards and obviously there's the component of moving into the hybrid work system some yeah. people just don't have the real estate to keep 
a, a full desk full of equipment all the time. And there's also the use case that you may go back to, I may go back to Romania and something happens and I can't get back in time to Ireland, what do I do? So I can remotely VPN into that lab and it's pretty much the same thing. Also yeah. with the particularities of, of Verizon in Ireland, with the uh, hotel desking policy that we have it's very difficult to move something a piece of equipment that might get decalibrated and put it back and put it back in the lab and so on and so forth so yeah. we cut everything from the root and i managed to reclaim my spare bedroom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty spoke about this last week and i don't know how so I, I had a very similar call with her and she was stacking things high you know so for 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 anybody tuning in um the the one of the curious things about verizon connect which is a SaaS business is that we're not a 100 purely SaaS business in that there is hardware you know kit on vehicles and assets and mobile um products as well so the hardware element is is uh real but pretty said it too rarish you know she mentioned vpning in and being able to to um uh work remotely and and i had mentioned to her that you know two and a half years ago or so when you and i started first collaborating we wouldn't have been able to do that with somebody like pretty uh, both both structurally yeah. and also um logistically. structurally logistically um and and in terms of work policy you know being able to yeah. to live in cork and and um uh, be part of a, a predominantly dublin based team mm -hmm. um i said it say predominantly obviously we have people in america people in apac dublin and, and so on but even even that person in Cork so you know I consider my I know you do too but I consider myself really lucky that there are some good things coming out of how we've adapted in COVID times including you decluttering your spare your spare bedroom <laughs> uh yes so so there but I want to make a, a very heavy caveat here there has to be willingness from any business to adjust to the the reality that we have right now so yeah. um for example, Chandra is, as we speak in the lab, trying to make everything as move as, as humanly possible. He has been in that lab for the past three months at least and is tirelessly working away. He is yeah. the par paragon of quality. I mean, nothing gets past him. He, he actually found issues in uh, a service provider that we use and is haggling for them right now. Hey, we found the bug, fix it. I need, oh, wow. I need my lab. I need my lab right now. Wow. Um, okay. So thoroughness is definitely something that we are not missing in this team. Of that much, I am 100% sure. Um, getting back to what you were saying, though, and in all candidness, there is a, a sort of freedom and flexibility, and it's a bit of a give and take because it's, it's very hard to separate work life when you're at home working from home exercising from home uh, and and every single meeting gets to pile up one on top of the other. And on the other side, you have the possibility of working remotely, which is, I think, from my point of view, fantastic, especially Dublin is not that bad of a city when it comes to traffic. But if I'm thinking Atlanta or Bucharest, right. Bucharest is always two hours away from Bucharest. That's as much as I can say from 
any heavy, sport of heavy, heavy duty traffic over there. Heavy lane. duty yeah. traffic, yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, and in terms of building meaningful interaction, that is partially achievable online. There yeah. is no there is no surrogate for meeting people. But then again, if you don't build a team, let's call them microculture that they want to spend time with one another it's forcing people to to come together just to serve a, a checkpoint a check mark and that's not what we typically do if, if we want to come to the office we have to get something out of it i cannot begin to explain how difficult it was to onboard someone remotely and to teach someone how to solder remotely yes 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 yeah yeah it is it's 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 been a challenge and look if you go onto linkedin today you know or six months ago or what have you linkedin can be um in many ways uh it, the, the people will show a panacea of welcoming and onboarding and, and that type of thing but let, let's get real soldering done well is quite tricky you know it is and, and, and you know what's even trickier is uh removing solder removing yes. solder Right. Do you know the Eastern European method of desoldering? No. <laughs> you <t> I've <laughs> a feeling this is going to be good, but go on. You take a lighter, yeah. you try to melt the soldering, and you smack it against the hard surface, and, and it's done. Uh, we have an intern right now, uh, Mia. She was shocked the first time. And we were actually having a, an internal discussion, like, what? What is the takeaway that Mia is going to have when she's back in university? I can see her going in the lab and just pulling up a lighter and bang on the table, oh. <laughs> not using a desoldering pump or anything like that. But yeah. it's the, the practicality of everything. And this leads me to another point. We had to we had to improvise and adapt to what we were facing with lockdowns. Ireland had one of the most uh, harsh lockdowns in Europe. Yeah. Um, myself and Shandor live really close by uh, mm. and you know as first generation immigrants we had a bubble a bubble body system like you don't meet anyone else and i don't meet anyone else and we get tested with antigens yes. anytime we see yeah. each other but even that was done very very uh, everyone that knows me knows that i've been hyper paranoid from that point of view and yeah. it's um it's a matter of respect towards other people i'm yeah. young and healthy i mean the chances of me doing getting anything uh serious were slim yeah however big fan of unassisted breathing yes Just reiterate yeah. that <laughs> yeah and, and uh, for others too right it's not it's and, not just and for others others too so we we yeah. had there's a new wave of infections in in, in ireland mm -hmm. and we had to have a um we were planning to have a an in-person get-together we decided to postpone that until may for better weather uh and it turns out that uh two of the teams have been exposed so maybe it was the right call and we have our online events and we may do with that it's yeah. actually very good fun so there, there, there there's another question in there as well and, and Preeti um Preeti told me about your leadership style and qualities and, and she really she she has a great respect for you and and um uh spoke about you in glowing terms and I, I was talking with somebody else recently i can't remember who it was and and my comment at the time kind of a throwaway comment was that rarish's team love them you know so i'm not trying to 
I'm not trying to inflate your ego any more than it already is, Rara. No, no, no. Go, go, go ahead. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. But um, there's something in there, you know, about leadership. Um, and I, and I often have the conversation about leadership versus management. And my thing about managing people is that it's the worst job in the world. You know, being a middle manager and and uh, that type of thing. It's it's whereas leadership is different, right? There, there are f a few clarifications that I have to put in there. Um, number one, I hear this term being flaunted. Or I'm a leader in this, and I'm a leader in that, and I lead that yeah. team. And that's a tag that only your team can ascribe to you. Other yeah. than that, you're a manager or a boss, right? Yeah. And me and my experience, I've had a lot of bosses. I had few managers, even fewer good managers, and maybe a, a couple of, of good leaders. Uh, and that that distinction is kind of lost it's it's masking something with words which is not something that i particularly do you know this about me and yeah. everyone that works with me knows that i don't have an issue in telling people that they're wrong mm. sometimes to my own detriment but uh, if i feel that i'm i'm pointing out the right message um the other side of the the let's call it leadership side that's building a team not a group of people that work together and you mm -hmm. have to be cognizant of the fact that you are de-promoting or deprioritizing your own goals in favor of other one other people uh other people's goals right you're trying to to leave them in a better state than when you found them and you're actually trying to create something that is akin to a fully functional team not a family right you know i have an issue with that word because in companies right they're usually turmoil there's usually politics there they're sometimes layoffs i mean if if you had and jenny for example you can go to a family dinner and said hey and jenny sorry you didn't make the cut this time we're throwing you out of the family that's not how family interacts <laughs> yeah. right and it's used as a cliche and another mm -hmm. thing that I found is that sometimes the modern manager structures are too aristocratic, right? You mm -hmm. need someone that does not hold necessarily the party line, but someone that has their own team's interest. And, and, and it's not only career-wise or financially, it's on a day-to-day -day basis. It's a mental health thing as well. It's an yeah. achievement uh, goal as well, right? And I, I need to caveat this very heavily by saying the following. When I receive a task from anyone, no matter how good or bad it is, I can protest both based on moral or ethical concerns. I can mm. illustrate risks. At the end of the day, I do have a fiduciary obligation to carry it out, right? So I don't have that luxury. And work in and of itself, the work that we do, especially is complex and hard. What we're trying to do is not make it horrendous, right? Not making it that soul-sucking, time destroying thing that you just invest for for getting a paycheck um pretty used to mention the team first principle and and this this requires a bit of uh of calibration on because on the surface if it's not well coordinated and pointed it can deprioritize some some items that are hot potatoes right now right but yeah. if you look on the grand scheme of things within reason if you bash your head against the wall and you don't have uh, you don't have a helping hand that is very detrimental down the road right uh, yes. five minutes from someone that's experienced may make a lot of difference for for uh, for someone that that's just starting out and now that we're onboarding people in the states as well 
as part of my team that also becomes uh, more and more and more apparent and and it's getting to such a point that people coming into the team are usually a bit more reserved and you know trying to find their wits about them and i keep telling them it's not a problem just don't don't apologize don't don't worry about uh getting other people uh, off track that that's that's a very harsh phrasing but if you build that community and if you get or let's call it a microculture right if you build that and if you keep your finger on the pulse you can very quickly recognize bad juju on the horizon or immediate danger and this is what i mean by that you can you can quickly realize if someone has changed or something something in someone's life has changed you mm -hmm. can quickly realize if that person is having an off day and in my own personal experience, having an off day can set you back months, even yep. years in progress. It takes five years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. True. You know? Very true. And I think that for the, for the most part, people are kind of uh, tired about the suit and tie, very professional, very unapproachable have to check off uh, things on a box type of management that's going on. And people are running away from that, especially nowadays, right? And and if you compound that with the hybrid work structure, you disincentivize people to actually meeting up when it's that time of the year, if ever, because they don't want to be around those those people. Yeah. Right? I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. It's too harsh. No, no, it does make sense. And I, I don't know if you keep your eyes on any of the, the suit and tie consultancy reports that come out, you know, McKinsey reports and there's, there's wealth of information out there. But the latest studies are, and the numbers vary depending on, on where you go and geos and types of businesses and sectors. Um, and I, uh, this is not true for every organization. It's certainly not true for, for uh, Verizon and Verizon Connect. But yep. reports generalizing across the global workforce talk about numbers as high, or percentages rather, as high as you know, 75% of people being, feeling disengaged in work. Something fundamentally changed, in my opinion, and broke during COVID. Something changed. The context changed of course it changed the way we work changed but something we lost something somewhere and we've seen the great resignation we've seen people grow in in disengagement um but ultimately all business runs on people you know it's it's fuel for business and that's why it's more important than ever before that we're all leaders you know all of us everybody has to be a leader but i think you pointed something really really important out there you have to to do that or to achieve that or be that or have others be that you have to create that psychological safety within the team environment yep. first it's got to be yep. within the team first yes um and i'm trying to find the way in which i phrase this the the ways in managing of managing people is medieval at best right now um i come from a country that has a wonderful representation of engineers and very diverse skill set yet yeah. it has such a poor management structure as a school and a, a train of thought it's actually coming at the premium for someone that was going to a western state like ireland the uk or the us and coming back to romania they, they get 
paid on at an obscene premium that that is not an engineer's or or manager's salary it's it's mm -hmm. just and this is the duality of where i come from it's it and everything else right yeah yeah, there, there, yeah. there's no middle ground uh, nothing in between and i think that's a shame um I think that we still have a lot to learn about people and ourselves and what we want to do and what we have to do. But again, I think it starts with the abdication of your own priorities in front of people that you work with and that report to you. Um, there's also something that, that someone from my team said that uh, we're your number one stakeholders because we pay you with our work, right? And yeah. keeping keeping people motivated especially during very harsh times like these ones yeah. it was it was tricky right it was sometimes it would it was it, it surpassed the level of challenge it was problematic because yeah. you you have you always have doubts in your mind am i gonna lose my job uh, mm. because everyone left light and right and center was getting fired or yeah you know uh travel industry decimated retail uh, travel hospital, industry exactly yeah, yeah yeah uh and some people were also recognizing some uh some let's say future potential existential threats like vehicle to infrastructure like people building their own telematic solutions yeah. why would we do things this way and not that way uh so so there's always this uncertainty in people's minds right and it's mm. part of my job not only to address those and another thing that I'm, I'm seeing is that i'm gonna go on a tangent here i'm a big star trek fan and i was looking at the most recent iteration of star trek and i i, I couldn't recognize anything star trek ish everyone was shouting at each other and very emotional uh then then i was looking at the next generation with patrick stewart the mm. card for life um <laughs> how even in times of crisis everyone everyone had a process discipline they had the chain of command they followed their orders and it put the the protagonist in, in such a position to get past that in an elegant way right and yeah. then i thought to myself huh what happened between then and, and then i came up with this conclusion that this is a show written for children by children because they never address things much real world adults don't act like that not not in no. real world situations right so mm -hmm. drawing the parallel here you, you you sometimes get this this uh spiel from everyone that that is a sort of hyper normalization people know that things are wrong but they don't fully address it right whilst yeah. me i take the opposite approach in if I can, if I can be transparent with my team, they can prepare for impact. They can brace for impact. If I put them just in front of the freight train, there's nothing that I can do about it. And that's how you start getting demotivated people. That's how you start losing people. Yes. And when a, when a person from this kind of team that takes what three months, four months just to find, and the rest, if you're, I mean, if we we uh, we hire, we're hiring very very heavily at the moment and we we bring people from as far away as um uh the further further uh, regions in in asia uh india a lot of people from brazil and you know when you're talking about relocation notice yep. periods relocation employment permits visas and so on you're you're up uh, to six months though i did receive a bit of good news yesterday the department is 
Um, so for any anybody um, in places like India and Brazil, there's some good news out of Ireland yesterday. The department is managing to really cut down their employment process, uh, the processing times rather, and permit processing times. So good news on the way, finally, and well done to 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 well done to the government because they had such a. I mean, I think they're three times the amount of um, three times the volume of of applicants at the moment, and and a huge backlog as well. So everybody's suffering. We're Raj, we're over time. We've got over by a few minutes. Um, I touched uh, just there on the fact that we're hiring at the moment. And I, I always, tr I'm trying to end these uh, chats with two questions. Yes. Question number one is, if you're that person in India who is thinking about coming to Ireland and, and thinking about uh, coming over to this part of the world and, and um, relocating and living here and working here, What's your message to them? What's the coolest thing about working in Verizon? Join my team. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so Preeti said it last week. Rarish confirms. That's it. That's, it. Right. That, that's how you do it. This that's is it. what I will say. Um, building a new life in Ireland is not straightforward. It mm. is extremely rewarding. And I will say the following. It's not a perfect country, but this country just works right it is yeah. definitely not perfect there's turmoil turmoil uh, everywhere and it, it comes in kind of 10-year cycles right um mm -hmm. it used to be uh social liberty rights then yeah. it was housing now it's cost of living there's always yeah. going to be issue but that's that's yeah. pretty much the same everywhere else right mm -hmm. building something from scratch is immensely rewarding especially here because I didn't want to say this. However, I have a huge, huge, um, I would say, chip on my shoulder when it comes to getting hired anywhere outside of Ireland and, and Romania and, uh, and the US. It, that is, I am Romanian, right? Everything is fine and swimming up until I go to the Netherlands, for example, and, hey, where are you from? Romania. Oh, perfect. Here? Really? everyone really? yes it, it, it's it's just a it's just a reality i'm not i'm not playing victim or anything i'm no, just no. readjusting ireland does not have that verizon mm -hmm. definitely does not have you know how hardline we are yeah. in terms of discrimination oh, yeah. of any sort yeah in any circumstance there is zero tolerance for that no. right no. um and for an outside of work life balance and quality of life i think this is fantastic mm. i i am seeing a lot of people struggling with that i am seeing i've seen a lot of countries in which there's a there's a hidden caste system right if you're yeah. if you're an immigrant let's try to pay him a bit lower um mm. and people don't know what the one equal opportunity employer is it actually means that if you're qualified for a job and if you ask below the minimum that we have we're still going to give you a very decent decent um compensation package because there's no point in emigrating to a country in which you're going to exchange one set of problems for another right yeah. even if it if it's not a, a quality of life upgrade but coming to ireland I definitely do endorse it. It's a life changer. It has been. Every time that I leave Ireland, especially going back to Romania, it's like stepping off of, the, of, a, of a different planet. I'm just it's, it's night and day different. Um, mm -hmm. 
I am a bit subjective because it fit me like a glove. Yeah, I close. like the rain. Beer, good. <laughs> yeah, we good. don't. <laughs> Whiskey, good. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. Good, good. Okay, yes. the, the second. Do you know what? That, that really resonates with me. Um, in particular, what, what you said about the hidden caste system. And Ireland has a very tumultuous history. The, the state is only, you know, just over 100 years old. But yes. the country is not, right? And we have a, a very long, deep, storied, colourful, untroubled history. Um, there was a phenomenal documentary narrated by Liam Neeson recently on, on the time, the period of, of time around the Irish famine. And if you mm. want to learn a little bit about the, the hidden caste system, well, it wasn't hidden at all, at all, at all. But if you want <laughs> to know about, about the caste system that, that existed um, in these fair islands, we'll just say on the west coast of, of Europe, have a look at that documentary. It's it's shocking um, and, and sad. And, and uh, the legacy of it exists here today. So that resonates deeply with me, what you said. I'm shocked to hear it. I, I will say something on top of that if you don't mind me keeping you for an extra few minutes. You've got one. Uh, okay. <laughs> so from that point of view, I'm, I'm not trying to victimize myself or anything. It's just no. a, a harsh reality, or somewhat of a harsh reality that you have to deal with, right? You, yeah. You, yeah. You, you're given the tools that you have at your disposal. And yeah. this goes back to the British philosopher, Alan Watts, right? People yeah. think that money is very important and it's an excellent accounting system, but mm -hmm. those are not riches, right? Lands, riches, yeah. houses are riches, intellect, intelligence, skill, health, capacity. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I fully understand. And this is from someone coming from Romania that had a very good financial situation. I own my own home in Romania. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't missing for anything. And I came out here because it was a promise of a better future and a better society. Uh, I don't want to get at all political. I still have a lot of people that I very much care for. If mom, if you're watching, hi, she doesn't <laughs> understand a bit of English, but still. <laughs> um, but yes, definitely worth it. At, if, if it fails, it is what it is, but definitely worth the experience. I, I guarantee that. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. I'm, also, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Join my team first. Join your team first. Okay. So the second question, and literally we've, we've, we're just on that minute because um, okay. we are over. The second question is, across the wider group, who should I talk to next? <clears throat> you, I know you want to recommend your team. I said the wider group. <laughs> the wider group. So I have two proposals actually. Um, yes. Yeah. One would be Mia, our our intern, just to get a perspective from from someone that doesn't have a lot of work experience and just join the team, uh, just as getting to know what it's like to have daily stand-ups, a rigor, a bit of a routine outside of the university, and it's that clash of academia plus um, versus uh, practical knowledge. Yeah. Uh, the other one that I would like to recommend is Ken Afferton. Just because wow, yeah, he brings such a wealth of experience in, in the company. I worked together with Ken for the past two years, and now yes. we've uh, we've moved to a different side of the organization. And 
Ken to me was uh, an excellent leader. He is the one that gave me this opportunity to come to Ireland. Uh, he he has just a, a whole, It's he is frighteningly intelligent and bright sometimes. If you ask him about anything, Chick-fil-A, he will tell you the history, what ingredients they use, what the process is for, for making the sandwiches and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah. And he is an absolute joy to talk with. <laughs> Yeah, Ken's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I have I haven't met Mia yet. Um, so wow, that's a that's an an amazing idea. Um, I'd love I'd love to hear about uh, Mia's experiences as an intern. Um, and then Ken, I mean Ken's so knowledgeable, deeply knowledgeable and experienced, and and has led such large teams as well. Uh, he would understand the Verizon culture, Verizon Connect, the the corporate life in America, you know, that startup thing that Verizon Connect, Fleetmatic's Verizon Connect had, have going on within the bigger enterprise. So they're, they're amazing um, suggestions. That's great. Yeah. Thank you for that. So look, we're, we're, again, we've gone over, I think we're, I think we're about 10 minutes over, which you are uh, forgiven. I, I was not apologizing. <laughs> I was about to thank you, not apologize. Oh. Offers those stands. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I think it's just a sign of the quality of the conversation. I really enjoyed that. It was great to hear um, about your takes on technology, uh, engineering, um, hiring engineers versus hiring people that are, you know, females, males, whatever, uh, those who identify otherwise. And uh, leadership as well. That was a really interesting conversation on leadership too. So thanks a million for taking the time, Rarish. I appreciate it. I'm going to give you back your Friday and, and, and let you go. And hopefully I'll see you in the office at some stage soon. Fridays because of the food market. Yes, Meat Mafia all the way. So Meat we, Mafia, we, extra beef. Exactly. Yeah. Another good reason to come to work for Verizon Connect. Absolutely. Meat Mafia in the market on in Sandyford on Friday. We'll be there next week, by the way. I think most of my team will be in. So if you're around, let me know. And we'll it's catch a date. You. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks, Rarish. Thank you, Project. Cheers. Okay, folks. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, real glimpse inside uh Rarish's team we had pretty recommend we talked to Rarish last week and for me it did not disappoint uh so very interesting takes um I think we heard from the person not the company um nor the leader the person so it was very human insight into uh Rarish's take on engineering across QA automation firmware um leadership life in Ireland relocating here um we, we touched on um, some some challenges that um, we as humans may face when we go to other countries or talk to people from different places. So that was really interesting. I think I'd like to come back to that in some way, shape or form again. So as always, if you're interested in careers um, within Verizon, Verizon Connect, and as Rara said several times on his team, um, Give us a click and a comment below. So click like, comment. Uh, if you know people anywhere in the world, and I literally mean anywhere in the world, who might be interested in coming to work at Verizon and Verizon Connect uh, here in EMEA. Uh, we're also hiring in America. We're hiring in APAC in our, our New Zealand offices. 
Um, so comment below. We'll put you in touch with the right recruiters and uh, point you to the right career sites if you want to take a look at uh, positions. So do comment below. For now, I'll leave you with our credo video to tell you about how we see the world. And uh, next week, we have a very, very, very special um, show. We have Alex Laurie. Uh, who is the head of our video products and uh, data products within Verizon Connect. That is going to be an interview you do not want to miss. So for now, happy Friday. From where we work to where they live our technology to supporting theirs. From each and every one of us to each and every one of them. Everything we do affects everything they do. That's why how we work, what we believe, our values make all the difference. We share our success with the community to make the world in which we work better than it was yesterday. We keep our commitments to each other and our customers. We know teamwork enables us to serve our customers better and faster. We focus outward on the customer, not inward. Our actions produce measurable results. We run to a crisis, not away. We are committed to doing the right thing. This is our credo. Our guide to what really matters. How we stay connected to each other and to them. We are Verizon.